And welcome to another episode of the CSP Bears podcast. I am your host, Tanner Peterson, and I want to wish a happy homecoming to you and all the Golden Bear fans out there. In last week's episode, I sat down with campus celebrity and sub and rap aficionado Barb Tritch. Barb and I talked about her passion for sports, her love of building relationships with students and faculty, as well as what she considers the perfect rap. So if you have yet to check that episode out, I can't recommend it enough. And where to find that episode, you might ask? The CSP Bears podcast is available on Google Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. You can also tell Alexa to play the CSP Bears podcast, so that's pretty neat. So go check out the CSP Bears podcast on any one of those platforms. This week, in honor of the Hall of Fame induction ceremony this weekend, I am thrilled to have a member of the 2018 Concordia Athletic Hall of Fame class and volleyball alum, Joy Teets. Teets was a member of the 2005 and graduated with a degree in childhood education and parent education. As a student athlete, her classmates may remember her by her main name, Joy Wubin. Welcome to the podcast, Joy. Thanks. Thanks for having me. During her tenure, Joy was a three-year captain two-time All-American, and 2004 NSIC Player of the Year. She helped the program reach its first NCAA National Championship game in 2003. She played a major part in turning the volleyball program into the powerhouse that it has become today. She also is the program's all-time leader in total blocks, as well as ranked second in points and fifth in kills. Joy is now a part of the coaching staff for the volleyball program as an assistant coach. Joy, that's quite the list of accomplishments. But although you didn't walk out of here with the championship, which I'm sure stinks, you have to be pretty proud of what you've helped build and Coach Starkey has helped establish. Yes, for sure. Uh, I'm, yeah, it does sting a little bit that we wouldn't we didn't uh, win that year that we went. But I think it was still pretty impressive that we were able to make that run. That was Brady's first year as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he was assistant here before, obviously, but um, we I don't, we had a lot of close matches going up into the championship that year. So it was a good, it was a pretty good run, and I think we sure. can be really proud of what we accomplished. Um, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's back up a little bit. You're from Prinsburg, Minnesota? That is correct, yep, small town. Small town of 500 people, just (laughs) a few hours west of campus. Kind of talk about what it was like growing up in small town USA. Sure. Uh, I grew up in a class of, well, it was actually a pretty large class in our private school. Uh, I think it was the largest graduating class that they have had at Central Minnesota Christian. Um, of 35 kids, I think the typical oh, really? yeah class size is 30. Um, and we, out of that, I mean, uh, just uh, the like classmates that I grew up with, um, it just seemed to be like everyone kind of did athletics. Like it was something that mm-hmm. was of the norm. Um, I graduated with two girls who went off to play for the Gophers. Um, and then a couple of us, like I obviously went to Concordia and then um, a couple of the girls went to a Division three or NAIA school to play volleyball. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of a powerhouse that we had going there. Three state championships. Um, my freshman year, we were runners-up. So, yeah, we had, a, we had a successful program in high school. Um, and then we also all played club 
together at Southwest Minnesota Juniors. So that was okay. was fun, but it was a way for us to mold together outside of our high school sports. But I got you. Did you play any other sports besides volleyball? Yep, we all played basketball. Mm-hmm. So I played basketball as well. Um and we were okay at that as well. But okay. volleyball was kind of our thing. <laughs> it sounds like it. Not yeah. you say three state championships? Yep. Not yeah. too bad. Yeah. Not too bad at all. The good old days. <laughs> <laughs> so can you kinda of talk about how you ended up at here at CSP? Because you were here before Brady was the head coach, correct? Yep. Um, I came here, Brady was an assistant, but then I had Jeff Jeff Carlston, um, who is now at Ohio State, uh, was the head coach when I was looking at coming to Concordia. I knew that I was looking for a smaller school program. Coming from a small class of 35 kids, I knew that I would probably be overwhelmed if I went to a larger campus. So I knew that I needed something a little bit smaller, smaller class sizes, um, somewhere where I knew that I wasn't just a number that I was going to be taken care of. Um, And that was what was appealing to me about Concordia. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, yeah, just I was recruited and remember coming on campus. It was I think it was during the state tournament time, and I just – visited for maybe an hour with my mom and dad, walked around on campus, um, and committed not too long after that. But Really cool. I knew it was a good fit. I remember that I called Jeff Carlston, the head coach mm-hmm. at the time, at probably, I don't know, he tells the story, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, but I'm pretty sure it was <laughs> like 11 o'clock at night to commit, and I just knew it was going to be a good fit, and I was happy to do it and I didn't care what time of day it was awesome (laughs) (laughs) so is it so you already had uh, a relationship with coach Starkey before you even or as you're during the recruiting process and then once he became the head coach it was even it wasn't that much much of a relationship building to be done yeah he I mean so, so I've known him you know since I was 17 years old so it's been it's been a while and I think that even makes like coaching with him a little more seamless. I've been able to coach club with him as well. Um, so this hasn't been my first opportunity to coach with Brady. But, yeah, um, I just – he's a hes a great person. He has high character. and mm-hmm. What were kind of the uh, – what were those days like with uh, CSP Volleyball under – is it Jeff Carlson, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. What were those days like? I would say that the program was more – in a building phase at that point, um, I think it had just turned to Division Two, like th- uh, a year or two prior to my mm-hmm. freshman year. You're right. Um, so I think it was more of building the program. So it was a little bit. Uh, it was a little hard at first for yeah. me because I came from a winning program in high school, and. I don't even think we lost that many matches my freshman year. But if, for me, I can remember that it felt like it was a grind yeah. that we were trying to get through. And mm-hmm. um, we were losing more than I wanted to. But uh, both Jeff and Brady just made it clear that I just stick with the stick the course and trust us that it's we're, we're in the process of building this and it's going to be it's going to get better. And so the freshman year was, you know, it was a little rough sophomore year, a little better. And then. All of a sudden, my junior year, we're headed into the national championship, which was a very fast turnaround, if you think about it. And I think um, 
we we all worked really hard and we gelled together and I think it's a testament to what Geoff and Brady did but also I mean the teammates that I was with that we all kind of stayed the course and sure yeah that's really impressive to have a three-year turnaround of being I think I have here in my notes that yeah in 99 you didn't win the conference game and then it seemed just like that we were in the national championship I mean that's incredible Mm-hmm. That really speaks to their work ethic and character and everything. Yeah. Very cool. And I think even like Jill Kelvick, who's also being inducted into the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. this weekend, um, she was she came to Concordia to play basketball, and she was just walking around on campus, and GF had uh, just snagged her and was like, hey, do you want to come out for volleyball? <laughs> so I think that was part of the recruiting back then, you know, like trying to find some kids who were already here that would be good athletes that could add to the program. And So, yeah. She must have done all right. She's going to be inducted this week. Yeah, she did all right. That's for sure. <laughs> Very cool. So I want to talk about kind of what the environment that Carlson and Starkey were like as coaches. Like kind of what were they similar at? Were they different? Kind of compare the two. Um, hmm, that's a tough question. I think, I think they were, they worked well together. I think, um, what I can remember was they were both technical coaches, but I felt like Jeff or GF was the more of the emotional leader type of a person of a coach, like Mm -hmm. got really, um, dug into, uh, what makes you tick or like, really processing what went well and what didn't go well and how are you going to manage that the next time around via like I can remember journaling which really worked well for me I still to this day would like if I uh, watch a match that we play like last night I'll just take some notes down and jot some things down because that's like almost therapeutic for me to be able to process the match so I think um, he would be able to find that really well in his athletes where he could help them process things where I think um, I can remember having some really good conversations, sit down with Brady and have one-to-one like out loud conversations that would help me process things. Like coming from a small town, I think living, planting myself right in the middle of the city, there was a lot of things that I needed to figure out and work through and um I think those were a little bit of the differences, but I think they worked well together in those early years. Okay. So you were on the staff for the Gopher volleyball team under Hugh McCutcheon. Mm-hmm. You had the rare opportunity to coach against Carlson at arguably one of the top levels in volleyball in the Big Ten. What was that like? Yeah, uh, that was worth well worth my time to be a volunteer assistant for the Gophers. Um, Hugh had... He asked me if I would uh, entertain the idea, and I kind of felt like you can't tell Hugh McCutcheon no. I mean, you got to go <laughs> yeah, do it, right? For sure. Um, so, yeah, it was great. I learned a lot. I learned a lot technically. Um, he's a really good technical coach. He breaks it down from the bottom up. Um, learned a lot scouting-wise, like just how to scout an opponent. Okay. Um, but And it was a lot of work, but it was well worth well worth it, and um, got the opportunity to meet a lot of cool people as mm-hmm. well, a lot of things that I took away from that. Um, as far as coaching against GF at Ohio State, I don't know that there's um, every, I mean, 
I think every opponent is important, and I don't. I guess I never really put it in to perspective like that, where I was thinking that he recruited me and I played for him, and now I'm sitting on the opposite side of the net yeah. as him. I guess I didn't uh, think about it too much in depth like that, but that we're just going to do our best to help win the next point for the you. Gophers, you know. So I think um, it's. I think it's great. It's a. I think it's fun to watch like uh, GF's road and what he's done okay. as well. I think mm-hmm. um, if you think about him starting a program, I mean, like really kicking this off or helping mold this program mm-hmm. with Brady at Concordia and then going off into the Big Ten. That's I mean, that's a he's quite he's gone quite the ways as mm-hmm. well. For so sure. I think. Um, we're still close. I'm close with him, and I think we we still have good conversations. He's still mm-hmm. someone that I consider a mentor um, and to be a big part of my life. But um, I think that's the cool part about this is that I've met I've met a lot of people who I can who I can consider a mentor. I consider a friend, um, someone that can help just challenge me to be the best that I can be as a coach. Really cool. Really cool. Changing gears a little bit now, you were on the first team that Coach Starkey was a part of here at CSP in 2003 as a player. Now that you're back as a coach, what's changed in those years? Can like kind of reflect on what it's like for from being a player with Coach Starkey to now being on the sidelines with him? Yeah. Um, I don't... I don't think a lot's changed. What's it's mm. not broke, so why would they fix it, right? <laughs> True. Um that's a well oiled machine. I think that uh I don't know that the lot's changed. I think yeah. Brady when I was an athlete and to the athletes of today, um, there's no one that loves his athletes more or cares more about them. Um and I think that's never changed and I think for him and George, I think they're really trying to develop good character. They're trying to develop females who are strong and confident and can go out into the world after college, and they can mm-hmm. um, they can handle the world and they can yeah. deal with the challenges that come with it. And I think that's what I felt as a player for Brady, and I see it still to this day as as he's coaching. And I know that that's something that he aspires to do as a coach or be to help his athletes. And I'm just, I'm really happy that I can be a part of that or be engaged in that process as mm-hmm. someone who's next to him as his coach so that I can learn from him but also try to contribute in any way that I can in that aspect. Okay, really cool. So a lot of people ask if Brady, if he has Division One aspirations or how he's managed to stay here at CSP for so long. And he handles that well and truly seems to be at home here. But that's not really what I want to know. You've been coaching with the Gophers and you've played for Carlson and has done well at Ohio State and being here. How would Brady be at the next level, the Division One level? Would his playing style transfer? Without a doubt, he would do the same thing he's doing here I don't and I think he would be really good at it if he wanted to be I don't I don't know that um yeah it's not I don't think it's rocket science I think he's figured it out and he's still learning and growing and changing but um what he's doing would work 
at any level, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, technically he's got, he's right on path. You know, I think he's got some really good stuff that he's obviously sharing with the teams that are making them successful and emotionally. And, um, yeah, it would just be probably a little bit more of, I don't know, a, yeah. a time commitment or the pressure would be a little bit more maybe yeah. um, at a Division One high-end level. But, um, yeah, he definitely could do it if he wants to, but I really I don't feel like that's something that his hmm. family is here and he's yeah. happy here and Concordia is taking care of him. So I don't think anyone has to worry <laughs> about it. <but laughs> well, we're happy to have him, happy that he's sticking around. Mm-hmm. So this isn't your first time as a coach. Like I said, you you were an assistant at the U, but you were also at St. Thomas, correct? That's correct, yep. So you've been in a number of schools in the area, and you've had quite a bit of success. Can you kind of talk about your coaching journey after your playing days at CSB? Yeah, I was um, I was just in the – I was hanging out with the St. Thomas coach one night. I had, I had met him before, but um, – hadn't really like connected with him like didn't know him yeah really well okay um and he just said he was like hey are you looking to coach someday I'm looking for a coach and I was like sure I'll come in and coach at St. Thomas that'd be cool it sounds <laughs> yeah. good um when do you want me to come interview and he was like no you got the job I don't <laughs> need you to do that. that's pretty cool so, yeah so after pretty much right away after I graduated at Concordia I went and coached at St. Thomas for 10 years as an assistant um, and that was great. We won a national championship yeah, in 2012. Right. Um, and just another program that has really high character coaches, really high, um, character girls that are really nice that were wanted to work hard and be their best. And, um, I just think it's, it's a lot about who you're with, right? Like surrounding yeah. yourself with really good people. Um, and I feel like I've been lucky enough to have that, like, since I've, you know, graduated mm-hmm. and been coaching and even when I was in my playing days. So, yeah. For sure. How has your playing career impacted your coaching career? Are there ways that it's helped you in ways that you didn't think that being a player would affect you as a coach or then vice versa? Is there a way that being a player you thought would help you as a coach but hasn't so far? Um. Well, I think in my, like, right away in after graduation and coaching, mm-hmm. I just felt like I wanted so badly to show them by playing, but I think that's de- <laughs> that's yeah. developed, and I don't I don't feel like I need to play anymore. Um, but I'm, I feel like I'm able to communicate what it felt like as a player to be, you know, like when the moment is big, like what does that mean and what does that look like and how do you handle those emotions? Um, and how to try to communicate how to be your best self in those moments to athletes. Um, The other thing is I've always gravitated towards my passion for blocking (laughs) as a, you know, whatever. You read all those stats at the beginning. Those are Mm -hmm. whatever, great. But (laughs) I've obviously, I had this attitude that I was going to try to be the best blocker that I could be and I really think that's it that's what it takes it just is an attitude of I'm not gonna let anyone hit past (laughs) me um but I think that's probably where I gravitate towards like um technically as a coach if I can just like I look most closely at blocking and defense um 
as a coach. So anything I can do to hopefully help the program here at Concordia with that is something that I've been trying to contribute um, my knowledge or experience that I had as a player mm -hmm. okay. to help us be the best that we can be defensively. But I got you. Yeah. Has your double major in childhood education and parent education helped you as a coach? Are there any ways that yeah. that's transferred over? I think so. I think I think that good coaches coach the game one step at a time, and I think um, it's teaching, really. I think uh, you can't walk before you crawl, usually. So I think, you know, like <laughs> being able to um, just be able to start from the bottom up and really break down the technique of the game step by step and really figure out, like, I don't think you can be an efficient hitter without having good feet or good arm load. Um, and so being able to just, okay, this isn't going well, but what are we really looking at here? Do we need to back all the way up to their feet? Because that's going to be the most important foundation for them to be able to hit at a high level with good range. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of it is when you're coaching, you're teaching, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you also, as a teacher, learn how to develop relationships and, um, kind of read and figure people out and figure out like what makes them tick or what makes them work at the highest level. And so I think you can bring that into coaching as well. Okay. So, yeah. Very cool. So you married former Golden Bear track and field and football athlete, Reed Teets. So without, I mean as comfortable as you would like, did that relationship start here at Concordia or did you connect later down the line? It did. You're talking about the athlete and the family. And <laughs> him. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, we were good friends before we started dating, but uh, we started, I was at in track okay. as well here. Oh, okay. Um, I high jumped. I did my best. You know, I didn't, we didn't have track in my small school, yeah. <laughs> we had like track and field day in junior high, but okay. um, I was able to find my way onto the yeah. <laughs> track team. And uh, yeah, that we started like becoming friends at that point and then started dating later on through my junior year. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's great. He is, he's probably my biggest supporter that I have, I think. It's hard in. It's hard and it's hard on a. It could be, I guess, if depending on how you look at it, hard on a marriage to be a coach if you're really committed and you're spending a ton of time. And he, um, it's nice that he understands from the athlete's perspective. And then he coached here for a little bit at oh, Concordia okay. after as well. Um, but he gets it and he gets that the time commitment that it takes and. Um, he watches a lot of matches, actually he watches a lot of college matches and then we talk oh, really? about it. It's, it's pretty cool. That's I think it's, cool. I like that yeah. he's supportive in that. He's definitely picked up on his volleyball lingo <laughs> the longer we've gotten here. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. But. Very cool. So with you playing here and then going to coach elsewhere and then back here as a coach and now you're being inducted in the hall of fame, does it feel like it's come full circle? Kind of. Yeah. Back home. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty cool honor to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. I don't think it's about, like, me at all. I think it's about the people along the way and the journey that was that that I took um, and the people, the players that I played with and the coaches. And the, we can even talk about 
the professors that supported and made sure that I was getting my Yeah, are there any professors or any people that you say, who are those people that kind of stick out to you? Yeah, um, Barb Shane Beck is one. She was an early childhood professor here. Um, she was my advisor, but she she had a daughter that played volleyball, and she was just she was someone that I could come in and talk, and she had she had things to relate to uh, with me. Um, but she really helped, like make me I felt like the best early childhood teacher that I could be, and she supported it, and um, she was great. Uh, hmm. Michelle Piquel is someone else that I can think of that comes mm-hmm. to mind. Um, Dr. Walcheski was someone that was here that supported the parent education piece and was he was great. I just think I think Concordia has a lot of good pieces. Um, Lynn Gierke was someone who I actually uh, I after after college worked for. Um, at his her husband's church okay. um, in White Bear Lake, so I think there's just so many good connections that Concordia had that helped me move even into my career after here. But. Very cool, very cool. So you've been to St. Thomas, like I said, and you won national championship. You were assistant at the U, and you were just a few matches away from being national champions. And are you back here at Concordia chasing national championships? What about it is that makes these championship contenders different from the rest? Is there a way that they handle their culture, their handle of business, or anything else, or what makes them different? Yeah. Um, You know, I think everyone has goals and aspirations to win national championships, but I think if you just make it about that, it's not going to come to fruition for you. I think um, think because doing your best to become the best you can be as an athlete and as a program, um, playing point to point and working hard to just like win the match that's in front of you and not think about what's going to happen at the end of the year. I think those are all, um, big pieces that help you to become the best that you can be as a program. So I think, and I don't know, like, I feel like I've been in really good programs, so I can't say, like, well, this this happened here, and that, was, that wasn't a very good experience. Yeah, but, I guess you've kind of been, but I you've think, gone, you've been really successful, even through high school. Yeah, sure. That's very I, cool. I think at St. Thomas, the year that we won, I think we just worked, that group worked really hard, and they were really gritty, and they didn't ever let a ball drop without some sort of someone going for it or um there just there just was no breaks and I think they didn't care who was on the other side of the net it was just them and their team on our side of the net and they were just doing their best to do what they could to compete for the next point and I think that was what made the difference the year that we won maybe versus other years that weren't as successful maybe that you know just mm-hmm. took it a little more personally and that group really bought in bought into those things and okay but i think that makes a big difference i don't think it's about just playing for that one thing i don't think you can play just for a national championship i think you got to play for the match that's in front of you and compete every day that you're in practice and try to be your best and that's hopefully gets you to the end and that's going to be enough for you mm-hmm. very cool very cool 
So as a student here at CSP, I'm curious to I'm curious to hear how you think Concordia has changed since you were a student, or is the campus as a whole. How has it changed? Yeah, um, I mean, there's new buildings. Yeah. That's for sure. That's cool. <laughs> the dorms are nice, new, different yeah. than when I was here. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there's a new the like the football field wasn't the football field. What was it? It was, I don't know. What, what was it? <laughs> it was some energy something. I don't actually okay. know what it was, but the football uh, team played down the road at at Central High School. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Okay. So that's changed. I just think that uh, there's a lot, some new stuff that I think, but it's, it's good. It's good yeah. to have nice new things, right? For but, sure. We'll um, take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So how cool is it to go in the Hall of Fame with former teammates and yours and Jessica Lucia Bray, Callan Tahar Minor, and Jill Kalvik? I mean, I've got to think that's pretty exciting and pretty darn cool. It is. I think that it's um, it's a lot. I'll go back to it. It's a lot about um, who you're doing life with, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the the fact that these guys are inducted into the Hall of Fame speaks to their successes but like our successes as a whole um it wouldn't have just taken one person it couldn't have you know Mm -hmm. I think everyone played a role in building the program here at Concordia so it is it is pretty cool I like that I'm in with their company I guess Mm -hmm. very cool do you get to catch up with lots of your former teammates at all or is this kind of one of the few times that you're able to do that this will be probably one of the few times um some of them like if if they still coach volleyball like jill kelvick coaches so i've i've run into her a few times at tournaments um i work for a volleyball club in the metro area so i'm i'm able to be out and see some like jill for example at tournaments when she's recruiting she was recruiting players to come play for her college team where is she at or do you remember where she's she was out on the east coast but she's back now she is back in minnesota and um has started her family here so um and i see jess lucia every once in a while but uh it seems like i don't i life gets busy right Mm and um we lose touch with people a little bit, but any time that I've seen them, it's been like I've yeah. just saw them yesterday, you know. So That's it's not cool. like, yeah, I think that we had some pretty good team chemistry, and they're they're people that I would still call friends, and yeah, yeah, very cool. So, what's up with volleyball in Minnesota? From the Gophers to the Golden Bears and the rest of the NSIC, even the MIAC and UMAC at Division Three teams seem to be doing incredibly well nationally has it always been like this back to your days as a prep player or has it kind of grown as time's gone on you know I was just talking to the assistant at Southwest State the other night when we played them about this and I knew him because he was a coach when I was in high school and so he coached like against me as a player Mm -hmm. and I was we were reminiscing and I was saying how I think volleyball has has changed and it's become better. And I think, especially in Minnesota, the level of play or the competition has it's gotten a lot better. And I think that's I think that is um, 
due to the successes that even like Concordia has had, Mm -hmm. I think, um, it makes, it's intriguing and it's fun to watch a program succeed and, um, more kids want to go out and play volleyball. I also think that just in general in the state of Minnesota, we're starting kids at a younger age. Um, and it's, it's growing. The number of kids that play club volleyball is, is a lot. I mean, it's growing a lot from when I played and there was like two teams per age group. Now, I mean, some clubs can have five or six teams per age group and that's, that's a lot, but I think it's, it's a, I think it's due to the successes that some people have had here in this area, the coaches that have really built um, volleyball in the Midwest. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Cool to see how Concordia's kind of, I mean, kind of helped build the powerhouse that Minnesota has become Mm -hmm. for volleyball. Yeah. And, yeah, I think Hugh coming to the Gophers, I think, was, that helped as well. Yeah, Um, for sure. From his experience on the national team, coaching them, I think that's um, intriguing to a lot of people. And so they come watch and the attendance at Gopher volleyball matches is pretty large. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's it's really cool to see because I know I was watching, I think it was on ESPN, there was a big 12 volleyball game going Mm -hmm. on. And I've only watched the Gophers. And I was surprised at how little people were there because I'd been so used to watching the massive crowds that flocked to the pavilion. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, it's not like that everywhere. Um, But it's pretty cool that they draw the crowds that they do, the support that Minnesota has for volleyball in this state. And I think it's great, too, if there's a lot to be said about the girls that are playing in the program. I think the girls have like taken after their coaches that I've seen anyways, and they're pretty high character, really nice people who, I mean, they're how great that they have little girls in the state of Minnesota, have them to be role models for them. Um, So I think it's, yeah, it's great. I think it's an exciting time in Minnesota for volleyball. Hopefully it just continues. Let's hope so. So I'll end you with this question. You were a standout volleyball player here. You met your husband here. You're now a coach for the volleyball team, and now you're being inducted in the Hall of Fame on Saturday. What does Concordia in this campus mean to you? Good question. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like I would be where I am today without the great people that have helped me along this path, and especially people that have been at Concordia in the athletic department and outside of it. Um, but I just... I think the great thing about Concordia was, for me, again, the small um, small campus, small classroom sizes, so that I could get to know people and people were caring and empathetic or whatever, however you want to see it, of me and wanted me to strive to be the best. And I think um, it's... I, I feel like that hasn't changed at all here, and I think... Um, yeah, but is yeah. Concordia is great, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool, really cool. So thank you so, so much for your time today, Joy. I really appreciate it. And again, congrats on your induction this weekend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. Rounding out the rest of this week's uh, schedule in CSP Athletics, on Friday the soccer team will be playing a road matchup against the University of Sioux Falls Cougars in South Dakota. That starts at one 
the volleyball team will be hosted will be home against the Marauders of the University of Mary on Friday night, and that starts at six. On Saturday, the football team hosts Northern State at Seafoam Stadium as the team looks to even its record at three and three on the season. That kicks off at noon, right before the Comets Carnival at two, just outside Seafoam. The volleyball team also is in action Saturday against Minot State. That starts at 5 p.m. in the GC. On Sunday, the women's golf team is in action at the Midwest Golf Classic in Maryville, Missouri. That wraps up on Monday. Best of luck to all the Golden Bears in action this weekend. This week's Athletes of the Week are a pair of juniors. Congrats to Ben Allen of the cross-country team and Sarah Masik of the volleyball team. Allen finished 19th out of 351 racers in the annual Roy Griek invite hosted by the U of M last week. His time of 25 minutes, 41 seconds, and one half second was the third fastest 8K in CSP history as he chases his own record. Masik hit an impressive 5.07 last weekend and had a career-high 26 kills at Northern State last Friday. That's all I've got for this episode. I want to thank Joy for stopping by and chatting with me. Best of luck this season. Congratulations to you and all the former Golden Bears being inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend. See ya!